Hey guys, this is She Wolf Alchemy, Nikki Rez. Today we will be talking about liminal spaces. Yeah, so today we are talking about that liminal space and we are going to break that down. We're really talking about that being in that season of kind of like waiting and that waiting period in your life. And sometimes when we're in that waiting period, we have that feeling of sorrow. We have the feeling of dread that feeling of like getting tired of wanting something more and something more not happening yet. Sometimes while we're in this season of waiting and wanting more, it kind of grows into pessimism. It kind of grows into sadness, which can turn into anxiety and then into resentment. And sometimes that turns into anger and that anger can turn into us wanting to step out of alignment. And today we're going to talk about this because we're hoping that this talk will allow you to press that pause button before you decide, you know, I'm, I'm tired of waiting and I'm going back to being on my worst behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now with liminal space, this is a holding area, okay? Liminal space, this is a space between what was and what will be. This is known as that transitional spot. This is that spot of not really knowing. You walked away from something, you stopped something, and you know you're on the verge of something else, but you're not quite there yet. That's what a liminal space is. It's that feeling of knowing there's something coming, but you're not quite sure when or where or how or anything like that. And for a lot of people, being in that spot, that space, kind of messes us up. Uh, I know for me, when you think about it, it's sometimes it can be really hard to explain. Like, I know the universe, God, whoever, whatever you believe in has something waiting for me, but I can't explain what it is. I just know it's not what I'm in right now. Because sometimes you'll have people will be like, okay, but like how? And you're like, "Mm, girl, I don't know. And then they're like, when? And you're like, see, I'm not sure about that. And then, of course, they'll follow up with, okay, but like, okay, where? And for you, it's just like, I mean, sis, your guess is as good as mine. And when that happens at first, I think it's easier for us to go with the flow and just be like, faith, belief, trust, universe, whatever. But then after that first phase of like finding out and realizing, okay, there is more. I deserve more. I need to change for more, for better. There's good things coming for me. Oh, that's cool and fun for a couple of days, for a couple of weeks, for some of us for a couple of months. Some people, y'all might even last for a year and be like, yes. But then after a while, that excitement turns and you're like I'm tired of waiting I want to know what's the plan I want to see the plan I want to know how the plan's going to come how is this going to come to action mm-hmm. Nick what's your general feelings on this I feel that it's very like hard and I feel like this has been what I've been going through maybe the last year and like when you were saying sometimes it's weeks sometimes it's months but then the years part the years part is when you feel like not giving up but you just get so frustrated and it's hard and it's just like what's the next move I think I'm coming to the point now like before I was oh I don't know why this I feel like this about relationships I guess and I also feel about this about careers 
But like with relationships, I feel like I waited long enough. I fixed myself long enough. Like why it ain't just happening? Like, <laughs> like how it's supposed to be? Especially being like in a great relationship. I'm like, what's the next level? Mm-hmm. And like, you always go back. I could revert back to my old days and my old ways, and those were never healthy. But mm-hmm. it's hard to tell yourself not to go back because you're you're unhappy in this moment. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a fulfillment. But the past didn't work that well. And then, like, with the career, I was like, I just know I'm not really happy here. Maybe I should try something else. It is allowing me to grow in the ways I never thought. But it is also like, bruh, I did the work. Like, give me what I want now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is it? Like, I know I haven't got there yet. So it gets very frustrating sometimes, like, sadness or I get in fucks about it. Because I'm like, what is next? And can I see it now? Or can you like, can I see it so that I can work to that goal? Or can I have a time limit? Like, it's it's frustrating. I guess that's how I feel about it. But what about you? Yeah, I definitely, same space. Not so much relationships. It's more just in general practice. Um, I, you know, I've been going through it. I've been going through it since like 2020. Like, <laughs> uh, the way my life started out in 2020 is completely different than where my life is now. I would not have told you anything, like anything about my career, my love life, my personal life. Every every area of my life is completely different in a way that I would have never expected in 2020. And I am kind of like, I made a lot of changes. I made a lot of changes to myself on a professional level, on a personal level, on a romantic level. And same thing, like I recognized that I had a lot of unhealthy habits before. And I'm like, okay, I got out of it and it was painful getting out of it. And then I got to this point where it was like, oh yes, I finally got out of it. And I can see that I need to be living different. There's different things for me. The universe has these great things for me and getting little glimpses in, um, you know, little glimpses and little clues here and there of like what's supposed to come. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And now I'm about to reach a year from this like really big transformation that I had. Like last, the end of last October, maybe early November, end of last October, I had a very specific experience where I was like, okay, okay, I get it. And now I'm about to come up on a year and I'm tired. Like, I really am like, you know what? I want to be on my worst behavior because for what? For what? Why am I doing all of this? And even though there has been some great changes that have been made, there is definitely a part kind of like you said, where it's just like, okay, I did my part. I did the healing stuff. I did the focus stuff. I did the meditation stuff. I did the stuff. Now can I be rewarded? Like now can I see the reason why I had to make all these changes? And it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. And as much as I want to be back on like some, you know, get back on my worst behavior type stuff, because some of that was fun. Like it was it was not for other people. I'm sorry for y'all. I send all my apologies to anyone that was hurt in the process of me being on my worst behavior. But some of that was really fun for me. So now I'm like here bored (laughs) and I'm just like, okay, well, like if you ain't going to universe, you ain't going to make this happen. Then like, why am I doing this? But at the same time, knowing I can't go back to that. I can't. I, 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 every now and then it crosses my mind of like, oh, I need to go back to, at least I was having fun. 
Um, but I know I can't. And I've tried, not tried, but I played around with the idea of certain things. It's going back to old jobs, I played around with the idea of dating the way that I used to date. I played back with the idea of associating with people who I don't need to associate with. I played around with the idea of just converting on being a lot more, because I've been in a period of isolation. I've play around with the idea of being a lot more social a lot more outgoing going back to just certain things and knowing that like bro that don't even resonate with you anymore doesn't feel the same as it did in that moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the memories are kind of fun when you look at the memories but then when it comes to actually doing it I'm like yo you don't my body doesn't even resonate with that my body doesn't even want to you know, go back in those spaces. Um, and I think for when it comes to being in this like liminal space, for me, the hardest part is I'm used to being, I'm a doer. I'm used to always doing. I'm used to being on go mode. So it feels very odd to me to not be on go mode. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm still doing a lot of stuff, but nowhere to the level I used to. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me to sit still sometimes. This is beyond my ADHD. It's just very hard for me, even like emotionally to sit still at times. And it's very hard for me to sit in not knowing this. I'm used to having like, if you ask me, okay, what you want to do five years now? What you want to do 10 years from now? I'm used to having an answer for you. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't follow step by step, but I get through all that, that whole plan. And now I'm in a space of like, going with flow and flow keeps switching so it's very hard but I agree with you like you used to do you'll be the type that have like the five-year plan a 10-year plan so it's just like for you to go with the flow that's that is a change it's a huge change and if that didn't work you had a backup plan like you was on it yeah that is that is a good observation (laughs) (laughs) So it has not been fun. It has not been fun. And you know what, though? I kind of find myself, like, (laughs) wanting to threaten the universe. Like, (laughs) wanting to make threats of, like, all right, well, universe, you got a month to make this happen. Or I'm going to be out here acting like my brothers. And y'all don't want me to come back out like my brothers. So you get it together. And you can't do that. Because, first of all, the universe don't care. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the universe. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> You're right. You're like, like, I was trying to make you a better person, like free will, whatever, whatever. So, you know, do what you got to do, sis. But I definitely feel at times like I'll be good for a while and then I'll get tired. I'll get bored. I get frustrated with not knowing, with not having a plan. And I feel myself like in meditation, just woosahing and release and we're letting go of the mind and relaxing and then like being triggered and being like, you know, I will knock all this shit over. If y'all don't make my dreams come true, I will knock all this shit over right now. And then feeling stupid and silly and being like, okay, and go back to clearing my mind. (laughs) So this is where I'm at. And it sucks because kind of like we talked about, it's like, I know I can't go back to the old me, but I'm not sure who the new me is exactly. Like, I don't really know the new me. Mm -hmm. I don't know that person. I know it's a beautiful person um, growing and blossoming, but... I don't really know. So it's kind of hard, but you just absolutely know the past ways did not work for you. They didn't serve you. Mm-hmm. They, they can't serve you the same way they did. Mm-hmm. So the big thing with liminal spaces is that 
they're all about transitions, okay? That's the big thing about it. This is your transition phase. You know, this is your this is your big chop phase, you know? Like, you know those luscious curls are gonna come in, but right now we got a teeny weeny bro and it doesn't fit our face and we're not happy about it. <laughs> uh, that's that phase we're in right now. Now, this phase can be a whole bunch of things. Neek, for her, she talked about like relationships for her. This is a new phase of her. Like, okay, I did the healing. I recognize I need to do the healing. I need to date a certain way. The old way I was dating didn't work. And now I'm doing that part. But now what's the next step? <laughs> where's where Where is the person who's supposed to have done their healing too that's supposed to match my energy and come? But there's a lot of different transitions that can happen. This can be, again, divorce. That phase between, okay, I know my marriage was not working. I had to walk away. And we expected that walk away point to be like, yay, happiness. But now that's not as what we're feeling right now. Because you're in that transition of learning to be single again. And it can be hard. It can be painful. It can be like, I, I got away from them. Why am I not happy automatically? There's a lot of emotions that come with it. Like, yeah. And I think uh, divorce is a good example because you are in that period that like, okay, I don't know how to be alone. Should I go back to him? But you know that's not going to serve you or that doesn't make you happy. Mm -hmm. But you just don't know how to be alone or you're scared of the future. Like, will I ever find love again? Some people might think that. Mm -hmm. Focus on their inner happiness because they didn't have that chance. But it's just like, that's a transition that's very hard to it's a limbo and it's it's easy to say I want to go back but you know good and well like that's not the answer mm -hmm. and I think when especially with that whole like divorcing people um, sometimes you think like okay I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna be happy and it's just that that happiness isn't automatic mm -mm. you're still probably grieving a process and some people they grieve while they're in you know they're in that relationship but sometimes okay even though you did that grieving part now it's finding yourself again because being attached to another person being with another person who you make all your decisions with you have to check in with blah 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 and going back to being like solo dolo living on your own making decisions on your own paying for stuff on your own it's a transition and it's it can take a while to get back used to that if you haven't had that for years mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget about that part. Yeah. Another transition can be like a spiritual awakening. I don't know if y'all explore the spiritual side of like TikTok, but I find spiritual TikTok, like the side of TikTok that's spiritual videos, absolutely hilarious. Because it's always people like just making videos of being like, oh, higher self, higher awakening. This is going to be fun. And then like it cuts to them crying. <laughs> o'clock in the morning and being like I just want to go back to being on my bullshit this is not yeah. fun uh, and it's funny because I feel like whenever I hear about people especially in the therapy world when people talk about like healing and so forth they talk about the happy parts and everybody skips past how hard and emotionally draining healing can be yeah they they tuck you to the part they show you the part beforehand like I was emotionally drained and I had no boundaries and blah 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 and then they take you to me happy with boundaries living my life and skipping through the forest but they don't tell you about how hard it is learning how to set boundaries mm -hmm. the first time you have to tell your mama no ma'am I'm not doing that 
because I have a boundary and I need you to respect that. No one tells you how hard it is when you're cutting away toxic friends who you known since middle school and they were the only supports, even though they were horrible supports to begin with. Nobody tells you that part. Nobody tells you the part about how hard it is to want to smack the taste out of somebody's mouth and forcing yourself to go meditate instead. Like, they don't talk to you about that part. They tell you sad before, skip to the ending when happy and enlightened. But there's this whole chaos part. That's like a good example. I know one of my friends was talking about like, when she stopped being so biotab mm-hmm. it started like calming down it was like this is hard I, I wish I could go back to just smacking people you know instead of thinking about people's emotions and people's feelings it's like this is harder to do I should just go back when I was like that I didn't have a care about people's feelings <laughs> but yeah it's just hard like yeah we gotta grow but still it's just like those boys worked for me at one point you know mm-hmm. <laughs> another example of this is walking away from a career Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about this so many times, seeing you on a personal level, and it's just like, is it easy? Is it like we did, like we both kind of left our job at the same time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, this isn't working for us anymore. And like, we know that we are safe here, like, we have the money we need. Um, we have the money we need. We might even have like the retirement plan we need, but is it really serving us? Is it, are we really happy? We spent way more time here then we do doing other things so why are we going to sit here and be unhappy and not being acknowledged for our work or just taking advantage of period and so it's just like but then you do that transition and you're not really sure where you're going to be but you just know like I cannot go back there you get so much anxiety of going back to that place mm-hmm. but like I think I get more anxiety about going back than trying to see what's up in the future like yeah. I, can, I get some kind type of peace with knowing that anything anything I choose next is going to be better than that. I think mean, that's the uh, motivation, but it's still scary because it's still scary because you know for sure like you have that and it's like I have this money or I have these things, but what's next, I guess? Yeah. And I think also sometimes it's, I know for me, I'm now, I'm still technically, you know, we're both still technically the same field, but we walked away from government work for one, but For me, it was a matter of, I was very, even though I did some of the same stuff that I do now, I was used to working in the courts, I was used to working in the jails, I was used to working with inmates and so forth, and they were never the problem. That was fine. It was just policy, it was structural, it was the culture of working in these systems that was a huge issue for me. And like right now, I work in private practice, and I've never worked in private practice before. And for me, it was really hard walking away. And I remember being like, you have to walk away. Matter of fact, Excitic had told me a year before that I was going to walk away from my job. And I was happy at my job at that time. So I was like, what? I was like, you know, I love my coworkers. I love my boss. I'm happy. And I remember getting to that point where I did have to walk away. And I'm like, but this is all I know. Like, I've always done this. I've always worked in the court systems. I've always worked with inmates. I've always worked, like, as a professional, that's always been my thing. Like, how do I even, how do I even transition and stuff else? And me and you end up having a conversation where I was, like, applying for jobs where I'm like, girl, I don't even know what to apply to. How do I even transfer these skills to something mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. And knowing, like, I didn't want to be in that system anymore and just kind of being like, I don't know. And stuff kind of just found me, to be honest. Yeah. 
stuff kind of the job I have now I did not even apply to so stuff will find you because when it's time to go it's time to go but being in that weird space of not knowing okay it's time to go but where am I going was horrible it was anxious it was anxiety ridden and I was up all the time. Well, I was up all the time anyways, but I was up all the time and late at night just worrying and worrying and worrying. And it did not, it didn't help this situation anymore. What was supposed to happen was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, serv- the, yeah, the worrying didn't help serve us, but, mm-hmm. but that is true. Like you have been working in like the government type situations. Most of, even like all your things had stuff to do with people that was like, you know, in and out of jail. Like if it would be woman, I didn't think about that, but. Mm-hmm. Since I was 21. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So and then with me, my thing was like elderly and also mm-hmm. in the courts. Cause my first job, I was in and out the courts serving pe- serving the elderly and the mentally ill. But like you said, it just comes to you. Cause I don't know where it came to me that you don't want to do that anymore. You want to try to venture off to helping moms and kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. It just woke up and it's just what was on my mind. Like even when people say, why do you want to do this transition? I don't really know how to explain it, but I just know for some reason that's what's on my mind. Yeah. Or even if I, like you said, a job came that you didn't apply for. Like that even came for me, but remember I turned it down, mm-hmm. but I had applied for working with like everybody as a social worker. And it was like, no, well, we have this position for children and mom. I'm like, so how did that come about? It just kept on popping up. It and is. It was just about going with the flow and listening to those things and being intentional. Like I could have said, no, I don't know how to work with them. I never did. I'm going to stick to what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about, yeah. And even before, because I had a job, I started off working with children and families. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, like my first job out of undergrad, made decent money for the area for, especially with just a bachelor's degree. And I remember at that time when we graduated, you were struggling to find a job in the field. And I was like, oh, let me put you on here. Let me put you on. You're like, I do not want to work with children and families. I do not want to work. And that was a huge thing for you for a while. Because another opportunity had came for you to work with children and family. You was like, I do not. This was years ago. You were like, "Mm -mm, I do not want to do that. And then you're right. Like one day this year, you woke up and was like, I really want to work with mothers and children. And I was like, I mean, okay, sis. <laughs> and you were like passionate about it. Yes. And that's what I said. It's just like you have to listen to that. Like you have to lean in and listen to it. Cause you are right. Even my mom told me to do that. She's like, you need to take that internship right there so you can have a job. I'm like, no, mommy, I do not want to do that. Like <laughs> And now I look at you. <laughs> this is why I don't know if you guys remember a couple episodes back. I think we were talking about like relationships. I think I said something. I was like, I really like low-key dudes. I do not like dudes that are like out and about, like everybody knows them, flashy, whatever. Then I was like, let me stop. And I think I like knocked on wood. I have a wooden desk. And I was like, because I was like, the universe has been showing me lately. Anytime I say something, it's like, "Mm, you say that. Now we're going to put you in that situation. We're going to see. We're going to (laughs) see. And I was like, that's been a thing that has been happening to me lately. So let me not say that. Let me go back. Because I feel like the universe be testing me. I be saying stuff and they be like, "Mm -hmm, we're going to show you. And it did that to Neek. Because again, Neek was straight up. I am not working with children and mothers. And like, I don't want none of that. And now look at you, happy as hell to work with children and mothers. That's why you gotta watch your mouth. You know. 
another good one is moving away from things you're familiar with or to a different city or state or even like another country i know a lot of people out that going back to tiktok i seen this one group of women that all moved to africa like they're just moving like i'm i'm done with the u.s i'm moving to a whole different country but that's just one example but it's just knowing that okay this uh this is i'm the wrong person to talk about this because my myself still ain't moved nowhere yeah <laughs> no having those feelings that my small town isn't serving me anymore or it has to be something more out there and having that feeling and just following again following that feeling even though it's the unknown you have to meet new friends you have to build your supports but just thinking back about your old place and how it was like a dark cloud over that place and how you it's not serving you anymore and you can go back and visit or you can go back and it did make you who you are but it's like time to take that next step and just being okay with that but it is super hard leaving everything you're familiar with it but is that's all I say about that because that's still having to take that leap so <laughs> you just have around so you're cool you're cool. Uh, well but you know what as you were saying that I was thinking to myself like it is weird though because some of these things that we're talking about like okay these are examples of liminal spaces and I'm like dang these are things I'm used to doing though why is this so hard for me right now though and I think it's because even though like I'm good at jumping around when it comes to jobs or just up and moving to different places, traveling to different places, not an issue, walking away from relationships, no issue. And all this stuff is easy, but it was that spiritual awakening part that was hard for me because that was the one thing that told me to change me. Like change where I move, no problem. You know, change my job, change relationships. But for me, it's more that spiritual awakening one for me that was hard because that was the one that was like, now we need you to change you. And I think because I grew up in an environment where outside was always changing, I had to learn how to let form bonds and let go of bonds very quickly, all those type of things. So those are things that are already, I don't want to say natural, but I was just used to. Yeah. So while you were saying that, like, I know that's not hard for you, like, yeah, but you know what? It was that we need you to change you. Mm-hmm. The way that you operate is no longer working. We need you to let go of those things that you think protects you and keeps you safe emotionally and we're going to tear those things away from you and that was the one that for me was like "Mm, mm, I don't like that part (laughs) went to school for it and everything knew how to do it did not want to do it was very much in that those who can't teach mode Uh, but that was the part that for me was just like ah. but I will say for me now I feel like now I've done all of that and now I'm still in that waiting space. And I'm just like, okay, so why did y'all even make me do all that? And I'm waiting. Exactly. What's happening next? What are we supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know space. So with that said, one of the things I found online when I was kind of looking into how people break it down and explore this particular topic, one particular uh, metaphor I saw somebody use that I thought was like perfect. They were talking about liminal spaces and they were saying the perfect metaphor for it is like when you go to a circus and you see that performer on the trapeze and you know, usually when they're on the trapeze, they're on those bars that are swinging in the air and they have their like legs or their arms hook onto one bar and they let go and they're flying in the air before they clamp onto another bar and swing to the other side. Or sometimes they clamp hands with another person and a person swings them to the other side. And they said that liminal space is that point in time where they've let go of their original bar and they're just flying in the air 
waiting for that new bar to come and to clamp onto that bar. And that scary moment of seeing them fly without nothing. There's no, there's nothing there that's keeping them up, literally just themselves. And they're saying like, that's what that liminal space feels like. You let go of your safety bar in hopes that this new bar is going to come and it's going to come on time and it's going to be within your reach and you'll be able to clasp, grab it and get back to the other side. But it's hard when you're in that space where you let go of a bar and the other bar has not quite reached you. And now you're just flying in the air. And that's a scary feeling. We not no, we don't normally fly in air. <laughs> just nothing supporting us. So I thought that was a perfect metaphor because that's definitely what it feels like to me. So let's get to it. What's the problems with liminal spaces? Uh, the big thing is that uneasiness of not knowing what's next. For a lot of us, we like knowing what's next. I, y'all, I like knowing what's next so much that if you have watched a movie with me and you have already seen that movie and you have told me you'll see that movie, I'm going to annoy the crap out of you because I'm going to be asking questions the whole time. Hmm. Is that why she closed the door? She, she don't leave him at me. No, no, no. I know. I know. Okay. Okay. I'll watch. Ah, uh, okay. 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 That was her shoe, wasn't it? was it it's okay you won't ruin it for me just tell me was that her shoe was that like I want to know <laughs> don't tell me don't let me know you already know because I'm going to keep asking questions to you let me know and I'm like that especially with suspense movies I am the person trying to guess and figure out what's happening next I do that with movies so you know I do that with my own life <laughs> exactly yes and that's just like like I was saying earlier like can you give me a clue like give me, like give me a clue. Like let me see what's gonna happen. <laughs> really, what I need to continue to do. <laughs> like, like it is just like you want to know, but it's like no, you don't know. Just be in that moment, learn your lesson. And like you were saying, like I learned my lesson. You have learned a lot of lessons. So I was just like, bruh, can she get what she need? Because it's just like, <laughs> how many lessons we gotta learn here? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it just it makes you super impatient and me sometimes give me anxiety like come on come on come on come on I also think that's why we have such a um prominency of people being openly into astrology and like psychics and things like that right now because we're in a state where we want to know like we are no longer in that era of like yeah things are going to happen you know God's will, you know, let things go with the flow. I think that's why you see such a surgence of things like astrology, of like going to psychics, people being more open about it and so forth. All those usually are ways to get information, you know, horoscopes, getting your chart read, all these things. We want to know so it eases that feeling of like okay I know things are going to go all right for me because if you look at my chart I have a packed 10th house that means good stuff for career you know if you look at my chart this area you know my second house full of stuff it's great stuff Jupiter's there that means I'm gonna be good with finance like I think that's why we're having the prominence of those things it's it's things that give us comfort Mm -hmm. to say like it, it makes us feel like we have some type of grasp of what the future could hold and if I know what the future could possibly hold, then I can make plans. And if I can make plans and not just go the flow, that makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. So the next one is loneliness. I think like with me and you, like when we were going through these transitions, we isolated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do actually kind of get lonely and <laughs> wonder what happened. But it's just like, also 
going back to like the relationship part like I'm so lonely trying to figure this out or figure myself out or waiting for the next period or building myself up to know what I am and what I want and what I deserve and what I don't but it's just so easy to call such such up like oh let's kick it when it did that didn't serve you any type of way mm-hmm. or so because you're just like trying to fulfill that loneliness but um I think it's for me it's becoming easier to lean into the loneliness and trying to figure it out instead of running away from it and even trying to do things to keep me busy so I won't have to be in this moment um Mm -hmm. and I can fight it so but I'm trying to lean more into it now and I definitely feel like I have been but it's kind of new to me to try to lean into that at all yeah I think loneliness is interesting. Loneliness is one of those you have to be careful for because I think loneliness can play a lot of tricks on us. And not only going back to wanting to go back to people that we know we have no business messing with and so forth, but loneliness can also drive us to do things and act out in ways that we know don't serve us out of wanting to feel something. Because when you're in that loneliness, a part of that is sometimes just not feeling anything and that playing tricks on us is so we act out out of just wanting attention in some type of way and you got to be really careful with that you got to be real careful with not allowing your loneliness to make you settle for things that you know that you you know don't serve you know that's not what you're supposed to be settling for right another one that I think is really good that comes out of being in those spaces is that sometimes our brains perceive change as danger and we're not used to recognizing change as being something good especially if the thing that we're having to change from we didn't recognize as bad in the first place yeah because sometimes being in a liminal space we talk about things like divorce we're talking about walking away from a career we're talking about having spiritual awakenings and things but sometimes a liminal space can be a death And now this complete change that's happening, we're having this whole transition that we weren't expecting. And we're now confused. Like, I don't know what's next because I was planning what was next. What grandpa was supposed to be there. That was what was supposed to be next. He was guiding me. He was helping me with my career. He was the one who, you know, paid for the house, whatever. But remembering that when we're talking about cycles, with the ending of something comes the beginning of something and it's okay to grieve the ending of something it's okay to grieve the death of something it's okay to recognize that's not what I want that was not the change that I needed I don't know why the universe did that I don't know why God did that that's okay and that's raw that's real but also recognizing that when we have a death of something when we have the ending of something it also means that there is the silver lining can be that there is a beginning of something as well mm-hmm. and not saying that you can interchange them for one or the other but saying that there is a silver lining and try to reach for that silver lining even in the midst allow yourself to process whatever you need to process that sadness that loneliness that whatever but allow yourself to recognize that okay but with the ending there is a beginning and so uh, let me at least look for that beginning let me at least anticipate that something new is about to start right another problem with liminal spaces is that you have to end something prominent I guess this goes back to just, yeah, 
ending that friendship that you know like you guys been friends forever but it's like no longer serving you or it's becoming unhealthy or that relationship that's becoming unhealthy or that career that's becoming unhealthy and it's hard to say no this is no longer where it needs to be and I have to end this and being okay with that it's a challenge again just not knowing what's coming next but trying to be like trying to keep that promise to yourself that you will do better or not allow these things to not serve you anymore mm-hmm. and it's hard but yeah so how do we manage when we're in this period of our life we're in that transitional stage we're in that liminal stage how do we manage this well one way you can do that is to lean into it learn to not run from it what I mean by that is those experiences that me and Nick were talking about earlier that okay I've been in this space for a couple weeks I've been, and it's still fun. It's been a couple months and I'm like, okay, I'm holding on to my faith. I'm believing something greater is happening. But now we're reaching a year and we're like, mm, I want to turn back. I want to go back to the old me. I, I, I want to be back on my BS. Um, no, this is a time to learn to face that feeling, to learn to not run. This is a time that when you want to turn back, that you finally learned the lesson of embracing the unknown and not running from the things that scare you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is that time to practice that. We always tell kids to practice that when it comes to all sorts of things in our life. But then when it comes to our life, our emotional well-being, when things start getting rough and rocky, we immediately want to go back. We, or maybe it's not immediate, but it comes up and we're like, you know what? I just want to go back to old me. It was so much easier. It was so much more suitable. We all seen that metaphor. We've seen the pictures of like the guy digging and digging and digging. He gets to a point and he's like, I've been digging forever. I want to give up. And in the picture, it shows that if he would have dig just two more times, he would have hit that, that diamond, that gold. Yeah. But he decided to turn around and run away. And it seems so cliche, but that is how it happens that's where it is I feel like sometimes it's good to remember that and keep those type of stories in mind for when we want to run and we want to turn around this is that time to learn to embrace the unknown and this is that time to learn how to stand when you feel like running yeah yeah because you never know what's on the other side Mm -hmm. very beautiful another way to manage your time while you're in this period is to meditate to bring you back to reality and a time to practice the now, what's going on now. I think meditation grounds me so much and it makes my thoughts just freely flow. And it makes me learn like the lessons that I, cause you know, like when you're in the moment, you're running from everything. You don't mm-hmm. quite get that you are learning a lot of lessons. And meditation helps me to realize that you are growing, that you are learning and that it is something else on the other side of it. And it brings me that back down to reality. I don't meditate as much as I should, but I need to, it, this just reminded me to get to doing that again. But I think mm-hmm. with meditation, you have to calm yourself, calm your mind, calm your body. And sometimes that's hard when you're in this period and you're just running from it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So- and with meditation, one of the things that I think is prominent about meditating, especially while you're in this period, is that a lot of times when we're anxious, when we have anxiety and so forth, it's about us worrying. Usually we're worrying about the past or we're worrying about the present. Mm-hmm. This is a good place to do that meditation part because 
we know we got to let go of the past. You were in a space where you're like, I can't even return to the past. It don't even feel right returning to the past. It feels off. Everything in my body keeps letting me know, red flag, alert, alert. You can't do this. It feels off. I am no longer comfortable in what I used to be, what I used to do. But because you don't know the future exactly, you got glimpses, but you're like, I, I really don't know what this is going to look like. This is the perfect time to meditate because meditation is about focusing on the present, the here and now, what's going on exactly right now in this moment. So this is the perfect time to up your meditation skills, to up your meditation practice. Yeah. So hopefully, you guys, this episode has been really good for you. You guys got a lot from it, especially if you are currently going through that liminal space or maybe you're not there yet. Save this episode because if you are trying to grow, you are trying to change, you are trying to heal, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I hate to be the person to tell you it's coming. <laughs> just go ahead and bookmark it save it for later <laughs> it'll, it'll pop back up for you but as always guys we ask that you head over to the instagram follow us on instagram at she wolf alchemy if you are listening on apple Podcasts, we ask that you head over to apple Podcasts, leave us a review leave us some review with some words please and then other than that, guys, you know how where to reach out to us. Hit us up on Instagram. Or if you need to contact me in Meet for any business inquiries, interviews, or anything such as that, feel free to email us at shewolfalchemypodcast at gmail.com. Now, other than that, guys, you'll hear the sound of our voice again next Thursday. And other than that, bye. <laughs>